What happens when the odds are stacked against you? When the family and the environment that you grow up in just isn't conducive to you having a great start in life. When you're going down the wrong tracks, hanging out with the wrong people, and your life is amounting to not much. Can you actually pull yourself out of that and change for the better? Can you become the best possible version of yourself and go on to inspire and change the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of others? Well, my guest on this episode of the Untapped Podcast is living proof that that is entirely possible. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise, and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness, and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true, and I am telling you, it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on The Untapped Show, a podcast for go-getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right now so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner, triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills, talents and knowledge and I know that this is possible for you too. So every single week that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration, motivation, strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life. So let's dive in to this week's show. Nathan Martin is not only my triathlon coach, but he is a coach to hundreds of people both in New Zealand and online around the world. He works with swimmers, road cyclists, mountain bikers, runners, duathletes, multi-sporters and triathletes like me to help them achieve success on their own terms and reach their own finish line. And what I really like about Nathan is he delivers a world-class coaching service that is 100% tailored to you and your sporting goals and your lifestyle. Yet Nathan didn't start out as somebody who you would even think could become a world-class athlete. He didn't even know how to swim, and he certainly didn't have the right set of tools given to him as he was growing up. Yet he has made this happen. Not only has he gone on to qualify for Kona, which is like the top most elite event you could ever be at in terms of the triathlon sporting world, But he's also built a business around helping people achieve amazing things. Other people just like him who really probably didn't even think they stood a chance were ever able to even run or cycle or swim or push some of these boundaries that they have now gone on to do. So I really hope that you are inspired by this interview with Nathan. He's a truly humble, wonderful person. He's helped me so much in my triathlons. And you may also notice that in this interview, I think I maybe get four or five questions in total because Nathan is just somebody who's truly living in line with his passion and is so purposeful about it that he gets very caught up in just talking about the why. So I really hope that you'll enjoy this interview and let's just dive straight in. Super excited to have my personal triathlon coach and I'd like to call him friend, Nathan Martin from Change Fitness. Welcome to the Untapped Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, Nat. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and as I said before, it's nice that you're going to tell me what to do today. 
We'll ask the <laughs> I will. I'll drill you. No, I won't. But I'll probably try and get some tips on the way. So um, obviously behind you, you're in Change Fitness headquarters right now. And I do love this tagline that has been obviously with me since I started working with you, which is what, about seven or eight months ago now, I think. And this find your finish line is such a beautiful tagline. Do you maybe just want to start with where that came from? Yeah, sure. Well, um, find your finish line was, the story's quite long, but if I talked about the short version, back in 2000 and, when was it, 2008, I met a lady. I was a personal trainer back then, and endurance sport was not even in my in my realm. I didn't even, couldn't even run a couple of Ks, but I met a lady that inspired me. She told me she wanted to do a half Ironman, and I thought, wow, that's crazy. She told me what it was. Long story short, she went on, trained for eight months, did that. I helped keep her strong in the gym, and... I went up to watch the event because I was just intrigued by it all in terms of what she had put herself through to get there. And that was, you know, if you're not sure what a half Ironman is, it's a 2K swim, 20, uh, 90K bike, 21K run. And what I saw that day when I went up to watch it was, was there were a couple of things really that stood out. One was I realized that actually anyone could do it. They're all shapes and sizes there. And they all had this thing in common, which was trying to find um, their way to this finish line. And I just wanted to know why. And, and I started, so Rose and I went down to the the actual finish line and, and probably the most inspiring part for me watching that half Ironman, it was the first triathlon I'd ever seen at the time and it was actually the termination and the look on these people's faces when they were on the run and they just swum 2k, bike 90k and they were hurting and you could just see it and I just didn't know why someone would want to do that <laughs> and I just I thought it was crazy so we went to the finish line and just started to watch all these people start running in the finish shoot and some of them were grabbing their kids and some of them were um you know, jumping for joy, and some of them were crawling, and some of them were limping. But the thing they all had in common is that when they crossed this finish line, a big finish shoot that said finish had the time, and, and I think it was flashing up with their name, but you could just see how proud they were. Mm. And that was something I'd never really seen before. Growing up, I played rugby and team sports, so you never really had that sense of individual satisfaction. I mean, when I played rugby, I was in the first 15 and stuff, but some games I'd do bugger all and would win, and I wouldn't really feel like I'd done anything. But I could see on these people that the feeling they were getting, and, and I, plus I'd watched Jill train, the feeling they were getting was actually coming from this journey they had been on, and this, this was like a celebration. And so this idea of crossing the finish line really inspired me to, to say, oh, I'm going to do this next year. And I soon found out I couldn't swim 10 metres or ride a bike or, or run, but I was so inspired by that vision I had of people mm. crossing the finish line and then seeing it in real life, mm. really. Um, that's, I guess, where it was born, and that's where my real with the finish line came from thank you for sharing that so i'd love to just sort of let people know or if you can in your own words what you currently do today because that was around 11 years ago so i'd love to sort of just quickly strike forward to today because it's been an epic journey and you run a whole business around this now like you this is how you help people you help them find their finish line you help people of all ages sizes cultures raises to really find something within themselves and take it at their own pace, but do something that they're immensely proud of. So how did you get from starting, seeing that race and then getting into yourself to building a full-time business, helping people do this? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I, um, I, I often wonder that myself. I think, shit, how did I end up here? I wake up and think, man, it's pretty cool what I get to do and what we get to do. But um, it started with that passion. And I guess it was so inspiring for me to see that, that I thought, I've got it. I want that feeling. And growing up for me, like I'd never seen anything like that before. I kind of grew up in a really sort of different environment. 
unpacking a bit more of sort of my history. I was drinking mm. from a young age, drugs and alcohol through school, got addicted to gambling later in life. So I had all these things against me and um and I saw this this finish line thing as a real key to happiness. I guess I saw people that were actually happy. They weren't getting drunk and becoming you know, happy for a moment. They weren't getting high and getting happy for a moment or they didn't, you know, win a jackpot on the pokey machines and get happy for a moment. These you could tell this happiness actually meant something and it was going to stick with them. So I think it just comes back to like that inspiration. For me it was a real turning point and I saw it as an opportunity, I guess, to kind of better myself and, and prove to myself that oh, I don't even know. I was just so inspired by it all. And um I mean, I came fast forward to the dance. I've done nine Ironman events, qualified for the Ironman World Champs, um, represented New Zealand at triathlon, done heaps of marathons, half marathons, 10K events. And now, now I coach people for it. It's, uh, it's something I've also been evolving over the last decade. It was probably two years in. So I was a personal trainer back then, and that was another turning point in my life. I thought that would be something positive. And before that, I was, I was doing factory work. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I didn't really see where that was going. It was kind of just the grind, I guess. And um, yeah, I was inspired by a few friends that we used to do some gym training when I worked there. And I thought maybe I could be a PT. And that's when I met Jill and then saw this triathlon. And then was so inspired, I thought I'll do it myself. And along the way, I started to realize that if I, I started, I guess once I really went through that first year of doing it, completing a half Ironman and, um, and actually getting a coach that, that believed in me, he said, uh, I asked him the question because I couldn't swim, right? 10 meters and I was drowning. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> I said to him, like, I want to do this. I'm inspired. Like, do you think I can even, is it even possible? And it's funny because I get asked this a lot. People, I can't swim. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I couldn't either. And um, and you know what he said to me? He said, uh, you know, with no doubt, he said to me, of course you can, Nathan. He also then raised the bar and said, of course you can. But not only that, you should do a four-iron man, which was like double that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I had a couple things going. It was, first of all, I was super inspired. I knew someone who had done something. I'd seen this new thing. And then I had someone that believed in me. So those two things combined kind of took me on an early part of that journey where I started to discover myself a bit and realized that it was actually only sort of my mindset and the people I was hanging around that were, that were sort of holding me back from doing what I wanted to do. So the first couple of years was really about trying to find me more. And then as I um, got through that, I realized that I could actually do it. And if I could do it, anyone could. And so... Being in a gym environment, people were looking for ways to get fit, so I'd often talk to them about triathlon, which I did, and then some of them put their hand up and said, well, I want to give it a go as well and do maybe a half marathon or a 10K run. And so I started um, my coaching journey back then as well, a couple of years after that, 2010, and um, and I started to see people also succeed, and so that just inspired me even more. And the first couple of years was really... Um, I really wanted to see what I could do. And so I really dedicated all my spare time to training for myself and just, I didn't really work that much as a PT. I kind of got a bit obsessed with the endurance thing. As, as and how did you, I just have to interrupt there because how did you find that? Because triathlon is not an inexpensive sport as I found out fairly quickly. So did you kind of buy all your gear and the bike and the wetsuit and the goggles and the Garmin watch, which we're both probably wearing while you were still a personal trainer? Yeah. Like yeah, Garmin Unite, and then you just decided to like go full on into it and kind of only do that around all your training. No, no, so I've got a quite an addictive personality, so like, hence why all those bad behaviors weren't so good for me. I just went all out of them, but um, in between that, I got in, got into golf somehow, and um, oh. I was with golf, and I, I didn't get that good at it, but um, I would like video myself and play every day. When I found the triathlon thing, I realized I couldn't do both, um, it was mm. just too much time. But um, 
I guess when it comes back to the setup of it all, um, I was really lucky. I, I guess there were some people that knew me before I got into it and they knew it was a real big deal, me doing this stuff. And um, so I didn't have much money to buy any bikes and stuff. My first bike I got off, off trade me, it cost like 400 bucks. It was too small for me. I got a sort back when I took it to the bike, so they told me that. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And so then I sort of bought another secondhand bike about, oh, about a year later. And then um, I had a few really good sort of friends of mine that helped me out, you know, with sponsorship and stuff like that. I guess, you know, I wasn't an elite athlete, of course, but they sort of were something good for me and they knew that I didn't really have the means to get everything I needed. Mm-hmm. So some really good friends of mine got them behind me and said, oh, you know, we'll, we'll help you out and, and sponsor you. And that was real nice. So they didn't actually expect anything for it. And I often think back to that and think, oh, that was so great of them. And, um, you know, that became part of my journey as well as giving back to others. And um, and without them, I wouldn't wouldn't have been able to do sort of half the stuff in those first couple of years. So I was really lucky and I, and I count myself lucky for that. And um, I mean, entry fees alone for an Ironman, I mean, cost like close to a thousand bucks, right? And then the- it's crazy. When I paid for my half the other day, I was like 450 watt. I mean, I know there's so much that goes into that event, but it, it is significant. And it really does rule out quite a lot of people who, don't have that disposable income to drop on those races or they find other means like as you said sponsorship wonderful charitable friends etc but yeah it's definitely it's an investment in yourself and i think it pays dividends but it's no small feat yeah yeah most definitely i am yeah i count myself lucky and i guess when i realized i wanted to pursue it as like a lifestyle i'd call it and um and and i looked at it as a real for me it kept me away from all of those bad behaviors those bad things in my life and that's that's really what drove me to go and do it because I mean in, in the early days I didn't really have anyone to train with so there were a couple of guys and the guy who coached me had a sort of a small crew he worked with but um and so I'd often do a long ride with him but a lot of my training was on my own so I had a lot of time to think and and all of that stuff but there's a real drive for me to go out and do it because it's not an easy thing to do as you know I get to go out and ride for two or three hours when it's like you know raining and cold and windy it's slightly weird aren't we I mean you've been doing it for like 10 plus years but I do think the people who do it have this inner drive no matter what or that's kind of what you develop you develop this it's me against the elements and then it's us against the elements and it's just one foot in front of the other one pedal in front of the other and one you know stroke in front of the other it's pretty amazing but you could talk more to that because you've been doing it for longer yeah, no, I, um, I, I just love that. The, the battle with the mind, that's all it really is. You know, the body will actually, because it's, you know, the longer you go, you, you're obviously not going at, you know, a higher intensity. And that's kind of the opposite of what a lot of, a lot of, you know, people in New Zealand do. They play team sports or at short, sharp. So it's a real challenge to try and do the total opposite to that and just endure the suffering for a long, long time. <laughs> Because that's what it is, eh? You're like literally seeing how long can I suffer for. When you put it that way, it's just, it's not an easy sell, is it? But I think until people actually do it themselves, they don't fully comprehend how amazing that feels when you push through something that you just didn't think you could ever do. Well, it comes back to the finish. That's the finish line thing. I always start with that. What's the finish line? Like, what's your event goal? Because that's the special part that you realize I actually can do something. You know, just like you're going to this December, you're going to cross the half man finish line and go, I did that. How amazing is that? I and that, am. <laughs> the suffering just everything up to that. And the more you sort of suffer throughout the year, the easier that day becomes. And um, everyone has a different, you know, a different journey with that as well, which is quite cool as a coach to be able to see people, yeah, go on their own journey. And that's what I love about it. Before I got into fitness, I was building tires, right? So I had to build like 400 tires in a 12-hour shift. There was no variance in the tires. They're all the same. Like, brother, this is cool. Everyone's different. Everyone's day is different. Everyone's training sessions different, so um, mm. 
So yeah, some, somehow I made my way to, you know, running a full-time coaching business and, and creating Change Fitness um, purely out of passion, really. And then about, I guess, realizing that, you know, it had changed my life and, and I wondered, you know, what would it mean for other people? And so the finish line concept is actually, it's actually not even about the, the tangible finish line crossing that arch, but it's actually about that journey you go on to get what you need out of it. And I don't, need, I don't even know what that is for people. Often I get like really surprised and have these really emotional chats with athletes I coach and they actually tell me, even after two years, I get what it's about now. I found what it's about for me. And that's probably what really satisfies me when people come to me and they realize it's more than actually swimming, biking and running. Because it is for me. And um, when I hear other people say that, I'm like, oh, it's so cool. And you get goosebumps and a little cry and hug each other. <laughs> I had a lady come in yeah, two weeks ago and tell me that she'd been doing it a couple of years. I've been coaching her and she's done really well. But she's like, I finally realized what it is for me. And, uh, and what was it for her, if you don't mind sharing? Well, we don't, we don't oh, need her name, obviously. But was yeah, it? Yeah, so for her, it was um, probably connecting with family. Mm. I'd say um, this, this particular lady has achieved some epic stuff. And um, it was probably like, like for this person, it was probably there was possibly a, you know, a disconnect with the family. But this journey had brought it all back together again. Mm. and that's pretty cool to hear and um and it wasn't realized until like um until this year i guess started my journey with fitness starting a business we set up a, a charitable trust and all of that stuff and that stuff's all real really foreign to my family so there was a bit of resistance to it at first and that's often the case when you try and i guess we, well, i look at it as breaking the cycle i don't want to sit around smoking cigarettes and drinking beers every night so doing this was me breaking away from what had been sort of a couple of generations of Mm. You know, just an unhealthy, unhappy life, I guess. And so when we first started that, there was a bit of resistance from my family. And um, I sort of pushed through that, had to disconnect for a little while, probably a couple of years. And um, you know, I was lucky to have Rose to support me and support us through it. So we got through it together. And, and now we, now it's awesome because it's, you know, we've all accepted that, you know, we're all on our own journey. And I always say that to people as well when they when they go and try and, um, like, because going from not doing I'm mental triathlon at all to doing it is quite a lifestyle change and there's always resistance as getting support from the people at home but that's not always easy until they understand it so I guess back to the point of this this athlete I was, I've been working with I think what happened after two years is the support at home they actually got what it was about because mm. up then they may have just thought it was like a selfish thing you're going out enjoying yourself and Rose used to say it to me in the early days oh you're out having fun on your bike like like I'm just going around smiling with a a basket on the front of my bike with maybe, I don't know, a bottle of wine in there going, huh, this is great. <laughs> but, you know, as you know, it's not quite like that, are you? <laughs> that make it very difficult and kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah, so that, that was one one story anyway, but there's, there's been many and um, everyone's on their own journey. You're on your own journey. My journey continues. It's a never-ending thing. And so this idea of finish line is all, almost like a, it's almost like a false sense because the finish line never ends. It kind of just keeps getting reset and you keep learning more about yourself. So for me, it's an ever-evolving journey. Um, I watched a movie two weeks ago now, and it was about a, a group of young guys that got wrongly accused of a crime. And sexually, but there's one thing that stood out to me, and it was what um, one of the young boy's sisters said to him. She said, you know what I've worked out um, happiness in life is? Because this guy had to do years and years in prison, so she had to try and change his mindset a bit. And he said, she said, you know, happiness in life for me I've worked out is actually about what I'm looking forward to. And I don't know if you saw a post I put up on Facebook and Instagram yesterday about my new Nike box that had arrived. I haven't opened it yet. And the reason I haven't opened it is because it's, it's one of, it's a small thing, but it's one thing that I am looking forward to. 
is opening that. So I kind of want to savor that moment. And, I, and when she made that comment, I thought about, I thought about it, and I thought actually the times that I'm the most happy and excited in my life is when something hasn't happened yet, and I'm working towards it. And that's for me what what um, living life's about. If you run out of things to do, then what are you looking forward to? And hmm. so that's really interesting actually, because you know a lot of people who are happiness gurus would say that happiness is just about being present in the moment. And I think it is combined with always having things on your horizon that excite you and drive you and maybe make you want to be a better person. So I feel like it's a combination of the two because a lot of people are so focused on, like if all I was focused on was this December event, I'd be missing the whole point of all these trainings. And I turn up to each of the trainings going, this is actually the journey. Like right now, this is the bit that, I'm enjoying even when I'm not enjoying it fully because when I get to that that's just one day one race one awesome feat but it's all the days and as you keep saying the consistency and turning up every time that's what the journey is all about yeah drives what you're doing now and that's and that helps you be present because you've got you've been present with a purpose you know I'm here because you know if you're just there not knowing why then Life's pretty shitty, eh? You're like, why am I even here? Like, what am I doing, you know? But that's real cool yeah. you say that because I agree. It's a, it is a combination of being here now and where am I going? Mm. Learn from the past, you know? Yeah. We all base, and, and a lot of people, you know, that I know get stuck in the past, even some close family members, they just keep, they accept that that's all they're going to be and that's who they are and they don't think that you can change. And I guess that's where the Change Fitness name brand came from as well as it's that simple term that, you know, change means you're going to do something different. Mm. And, and why would you want to do the same thing for your whole life? It's yeah. for me anyway. I just, I just love to. I guess that doing the doing my first Ironman in 2010 really unlocked that mindset for me that actually you can do whatever you want. Mm. Up until then, I didn't believe that. I didn't even think that. And so then, all it came down to really is how good was your imagination, and you know, getting the right people around you. Yeah. So you know, I built this business on my own. Like it's been. Um, you know, if I think about all the people I was hanging out with before I got into this, the drugs, the alcohol, all that stuff, I don't see any of them anymore. And that was, that's on purpose. That finish line goal of having an Ironman there that, that drove my behavior, that actually going and doing that's not going to help you, help you get to that. So goals yeah. are, hey. Yeah, you've got to change. If you want to change yourself, you've got to change your environment and you've got to change the people you hang out with and you've got to change your attitude. And uh, I think it's easier to do the last one, which is pretty difficult. If you're in the right environment, surrounded by the right people, it makes a huge difference. And I think that's something that you do really well and is, is very unique to you. Like I know within triathlon scene, there's lots of people who train together and hang out. And as we've talked about, I should be doing that more because I do a lot of training by myself. Mm -hmm. But you actually create that, you know, with the whanau journey, whanau being a Maori word for family. And you create a family, no matter who it is, what level they're at, where they're going, what journey they're on it's like you create a family community for them to turn up and feel supported and stretched and challenged and I think that's really unique and amazing that you've created that because I've met several of the people who you coach and are in part of the group programs and they just seem like they've become best of friends and they've been through some epic journeys and some moments where they felt like giving up but everybody encourages each other to go on which is really yeah, special it's, a, it's, it's something that I learned is um you know I used to like like I never knew where I fitted in growing up, right? So I was always sort of trying to be someone who I wasn't. And um, I guess what this journey has taught me is just to be myself. And um, so I try not to get 
yes, swayed by opinions. I, I actually don't try not to read into too much. I just sort of like to let my own mind kind of tick over and do its thing and, and sort of become me based off what I know. And I guess that's all anyone's trying to do, but there's so much information out there this day and age that you can easily become bombarded with thoughts and ideas and thinking that you, you have to be doing this or you have to be like this person. Um, I mean, nutrition and exercise are, are massive examples of that where there's someone's doing that and it's working and then the polar opposite of that is working as well. And what do I do now? And then there's a million things in between. So um, my, my best advice is to, to keep it simple and to, and to keep it true to yourself because at the end of the day, what you're really selling is what you believe in. You know, if you're, if you're running your own business or you're, you've got your own brand and it's a passion, you know, passion's a big part of it. I think a friend of mine actually, before we set up Change Fitness, I, I was on the fence kind of a toe over the fence but I needed to talk to someone that that, I, that could confirm me over the fence and I said to him we're thinking of doing this what do you think and this this particular friend really successful businessman and um, I met him through he was a personal training client of mine and um, I told him what we we're thinking and he said well I tell you what you're obviously passionate about it and so long as you're willing to work hard it'll work and that's all he said and that's actually all I needed to hear it wasn't he didn't need to see our financial forecast plan or anything like that. He just knew that the fundamentals to someone being successful was passion and hard work. Mm. And I don't think that changed. It's changed, you know. You, you hear of lots of instant success stories, but I think um, it's They're usually it. 10 years in the making as well. Yeah. I love it when people go, yeah, my 10 years of overnight success story. I'd love to know. So you've, you've had Change Fitness for nine years, is that? Around oh, this? Well, we officially launched it and went out 100% working for ourselves, running the business in 2014, 2015. So it's okay, coming. Cool. Like, nice. So we said, hey, um, you know, it was a decision Rose and I made. She worked in the corporate world and, and I um, was a personal trainer mm-hmm. and then moving into coaching people. And I just knew Change Fitness was about bringing all types of people together. And I wanted to, um, I was just sick of, I, I was a manager at a gym. I did all that stuff. Um, running my PC business there but I just just wanted to do my own thing and mm. we wanted to create freedom I guess so that um, at that point before we had started a family that we could choose to go and do stuff with the kids and the cool example is like today Rose dropped Noah to school as preschool she just turned three the other day on Tuesday and she was able to go in and they had this day plan where they could go on the train go out to um, one of the work sites in Upper and he was, you know, he got to play with tools and stuff, but she found out that um, his little brother, Finn, who's like, he's a, he's a little rocket, eh? He just follows his big bro. 18 months, he could go as well. So Rose was able to go, okay, cool, we'll all go together. And, um, you know, had she been in her old lifestyle, that was a real moment for me. I thought, oh, it's so cool we've actually been able to make this possible because in our old lifestyle, we wouldn't have. Mm. The boys would be, I don't know, who would be looking after them and um, we wouldn't see them much. For us, that was really important. So I guess freedom, you know, one of the terms I see used is the freedom plan. Like, I guess that was our version of some sort of freedom plan. And we're always working on that. One of the recent things, I actually learned what a holiday was. And um, <laughs> I just did my head down for like a decade going hard, eh? And I thought, actually, we went to Fiji for the first time in May. And I actually did nothing. I listened to a couple of video books. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't actually know how to holiday, especially when I think you're driven and especially as a triathlete, when you're so disciplined and you do have so much drive and um, you do commit, it's quite hard to just take a full on break, but it can be so worthwhile. I'd love to, if you just don't mind sort of describing how you've 
built your business up. I know you've got to go, but just so people here can understand a little bit like what you started with. So it was coaching probably one-on-one and then you brought in some group programs, I would imagine. So so the one-on-one stuff, I was a personal trainer for years and had a really successful business within a business at one of the big gyms. And then I, um, I'd eventually started to move that more towards coaching, but there's a real great point when I decided to leave that gym and go out on our own. I actually kind of only had a couple of clients, I guess. So I kind of went back to scratch and I, my, one of my goals was to create a business in the fitness industry in the one-on-one space that wasn't revolving around people turning up or not turning up in terms of whether income was generated or you could help them. There's nothing worse than you train someone and then they miss two weeks of training and you just keep starting again. So the idea of a coach was there and then obviously even more specific aiming for an event. So my goal was to actually move my personal training business to a full-time coaching business, which I've done over the last four odd years. But um, And then just recently launching an online version of that, mm. which has been quite cool. I've actually got another thing in the making that I'm working on, top secret, but um, it's kind okay. of a of it in terms of the coaching space. But... Um, in terms of um, the other thing I wanted to do was give people an opportunity to also lead like I had in the fitness space and coach people and personal train and coach and that stuff. So for me, it wasn't a matter of putting an advert out and saying, you know, we're looking for personal trainers. It was kind of like one of those duties where there were people I'd worked with for a few years that actually expressed interest in, I wouldn't mind doing this as well and, and quitting my, you know, my nine to five or whatever they were doing. And so I, I was really keen to support them. And that's kind of what's grown our, our team of trainers. We've got three personal trainers that run their own businesses here. The group model was something that we've launched brand new this year. And up until then, it was basically, we used to have a walk and run group. It started like six years ago and it would always work in say six to eight week blocks and people would join up to it and you know, most of the most of the members would come, and then that six weeks would end, and then there'd been, you know, some of them wouldn't come back, and some of them would. And one of the things I get frustrated with is there was no real, um, as you know, getting fit and you know healthy requires consistency. So if you do six weeks of training and then do none, nothing for six weeks, you can't just start in again every time. And so. I didn't really like that, and the other thing I didn't like about it was people's mindsets when they were signing up. It's kind of like the quick fix diet. I'm just going to do this diet for like two weeks or eight weeks, lose some weight, but there's no plan after that. Yeah. The mindset needed to change, so we came up with this idea, and it's not rocket science, but literally a subscription model where people could sign up indefinitely until they had had enough. A minimum commitment was a month, and if they didn't like it, then they could cancel, or if they weren't going to come, they could cancel. But when they signed up, their mindset was different. Your mindset, there's no end date on this. I'm not signing up for six weeks. I'm signing up. I'm signing up. And so then our focus became on delivering a really good service so that, you know, hopefully, you know, as a business, it could keep growing and people would just remain members because they were getting such value for for their money and getting the results they wanted. So for me, it's really, again, about that mindset. And that's probably the most important thing. Like um, I saw a post today and it just makes me cringe, like, trainer I used to work with but it said something like um want to lose 12 pounds in two weeks I've got the answer message me and I'll send you the sheet and I was just like oh that's just and then all these people are saying send me the answer send me the answer and I was just like oh the mindset's wrong these these people are going to end up back where they were mm-hmm. month and, and maybe worse maybe yeah. worse so I, was, I mean, you see your lad and you just you just see that stuff in it and it sounds good right if you're some scammy like, marketers they make it hard for true marketers who actually want to show value and do it in the right way but I do yeah I do really like that you've changed that model over and I've come in right at that point so it's really incredible because you do have the run 
group, you have the run walk group, you do the cycle training, and you also organize group events where you go away for weekends, you do presentations where you um, share things. So I came along to your run clinic, and then you have your journeys so for people who are for training for like a half Ironman and the subscription model so it's cool because you've laid a lot of things in there and you're not reliant on just one and then you've also got your team on board so they can do a lot of those things so that you're not burning out and I just think it's really smart I really like that you move to that subscription model but it's been really cool to see you grow and I know that there's some nutrition stuff you're going to be bringing out and that Rose has been getting more involved and it's yeah, I mean, how much is for both of you as a journey together? It feels like this business has brought you closer and allowed you to both stretch and grow in different ways too. Yeah, totally. Like we're um, of the nutrition thing we're working on is really exciting. It's it's actually probably four or five weeks away from launching, so we're all on track. And um, the thing I love about it is, is Rose is kind of like Change Fitness was kind of my baby that I had, and Rose has always been my sounding board. But this time she's actually able to, um, like Rose loves cooking, she loves food and she just, um, like I come home to this awesome meal every night that's, you know, I went um, based over a year ago. Rose has been totally supportive of that and um, so every night I come home to something different, it's full of vegetables, it's full of goodness and um, so she's going to get to share some of her passion which I love and um, and again it means she, you know, she doesn't have to go back to, um, you know, that ball and chain world she was in. She can choose when she works. She can, I guess, express herself and learn to imagine what she wants to put out there. I mean, that's the world we kind of live in now. If you can imagine it, it can probably happen. And it just requires a bit of passion and, and support along the way. So, yeah, yeah it has really brought us closer together. And, um, and and especially now we've got the two boys, like as a family, we can, um, like, we can, like, you know, on Tuesday, I was able to take half the day just that we could hang out and celebrate Noah's birthday and all that stuff. So I remember, I think back to when we decided to do it, and I think that's what we said back then, and now we're actually doing it. That's one of the cool things. So cool. I'd love to talk more about all your adventures and all your um, fantastic results and stuff, but I will just add for folks listening that um, a couple of weeks ago I did the 10K run, and Nathan was there, and you came third, didn't you? I was fourth. My oh, mate, fourth. Mate, well, mate. in my mind, you were third. You smashed it. He was like flying. I was going out and uh, I saw him coming back and I was like, man, Nathan's going to place in the top five. And that's just testament to how much work you've put in over all those years. And it gives me heaps of hope and inspiration because as you know, when I started with you, I was like, I just figured I could be good. And then I had my ass handed to me in the national sprint tries and was at the back of the sort of pack. And then I've been moving up and moving up and I get it now. Like I get it's just a journey. Like in 10 years time, I might win my age group, but that it's all about just continuing to improve me and take it at my own pace and not try and be anybody else, but just micro improvements towards my own finish line. So thank you for um, showing me the way. And thank you for sharing your story here today and some great tips for those listening. Oh, that's fine. And one, one final thing would be, um, I guess, one of the, as I've realized, the, the things I think are the most important now would be, um, it's how you look after yourself. I haven't always, but good nutrition, regular exercise. Um, that was one thing I realized that um, some of the successful people I knew really valued. And I just, and I, when I stopped and thought about it, that was kind of the thing they had in common is that exercise, as you all know, you exercise and you feel good after it. So, mm-hmm. come with your best ideas when you're out on the bike on that long ride, and then you just come home and action them. So, yeah, exercise and good nutrition will, will certainly help you plan awesome or more awesome goals. and get your mind right so yeah awesome thank you so much nathan you're welcome catch you later thanks so i'd love to know what you learned from the stories that nathan has told us and the journey that he's been on and the path to really you know triathlon changing his life and on top of that actually 
helping him to create a whole new business and a charitable foundation that he wouldn't have even thought was possible. If you'd like to get full details of where you can find out more about Change Fitness and Nathan's journey, please head to nataliesisson.com forward slash 248. And that's where all the show notes live. While you're there, you'll also be able to grab a completely free copy of my latest new gift for you, which is called Get Paid to Be You. It is a audio and a beautiful PDF template that will help you to work through just how to use your skills, knowledge, experience, and passions to get paid to be you. I think you're going to love it. People have been giving me amazing feedback about it. All you need to do is actually head to nataliesisson.com and you will find it there on the homepage no less than three times. It's free. It's my gift to you. So enjoy. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, can you please give it a little shout out on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, just tap and rate and review. I'd really, really appreciate it because the more that you do that, the more it helps other people to find this podcast and untap their potential. I'm Natalie Sisson, and I hope you're having a freaking amazing week.